And uh, so I praise God for that. So we've been in a study on stewarding God's grace. I review this each week because some of you are new to a Wednesday night and come back and forth. Um, what, what we're doing tonight and concerning ourselves of stewarding God's grace is that we're talking about the gifts of God, the spiritual gifts of God. But in the Greek, you wouldn't know the difference between charis, which means grace, and charis, charismatas, the gifts that are all graces. And so what we're talking about is that the gifts of God are graces of God. And what happens is, because of our English words, we put gifts in a different category than the grace of God. How many of you appreciate the grace of God? How many of you want the grace of God to flow in your life? But yet, how many of you think, well, I don't have that many gifts? If you've got the grace of God, you've got the charismata. If you have the charis, you have the charismata. So these gifts are here, and this grace is to flow out of us. And the ones we've been concentrating on on these Wednesdays are the vocal gifts. And so here are some things we've been looking at. How many of you know that, that sound and voice and words have power in the earth realm? How many of you know that all of our politics, all the ideologies of nations and countries run on ideas which are verbalized, spoken, or written? So it's the words that have impact in people's lives. What would happen if God would put a group of people in the earth that had words coming directly from heaven into the earth? Wouldn't that be powerful? Instead of words coming from the pit of hell, right? Words directed by the demonic and demons, but words that are directed by the will of God. We so often pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in in heaven. And how are we going to get the will of heaven into the earth? Speaking it. Where's it going to come from? Well, God's just going to bring it sometime. He brings it in you. So we are stewards of this grace and our vocalization, our words and the expression of words are basically... um, dispensers of grace you're a dispenser of grace now how many of you remember pez anybody here remember pez anybody know what a pez dispenser is right yeah all you old people pez dispenser had this candy that was not made by anybody else but pez had this weird tartness and sweetness and it had a square and it and it just felt weird in your mouth and great at the same time and they they the fun of it all was that you bought this dispenser that had some character on it and that you'd tilt the head back and it would kick the candy out, right? And then you'd lift it up and you got to fill it all up again and put it down and get your Pez when you needed it, right? So how many of you know we need to be filled up so that we can pour out? And be a grace dispenser. So when you think about the spiritual gifts, you, underst- you, you need to understand why they were given and what they're for. And, and so I think everybody here has a mouth, and I think everybody here can speak. And, and so we are supposed to be speaking the will of heaven into the earth, speaking the will of God, and these are the vocal gifts or the vocal graces of God. If you have the grace of God through salvation, then these vocal gifts are for you. And you'll remember last week as we began to study them, Paul says about these vocal gifts, although he says are all apostles, are all this, do all work miracles, this and that. He didn't didn't say do all 
prophesy. He left that out. Do all speak in tongues? He's talking about the gift of tongues, but in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, I want you all. I want you all. Now, that's, there's no trickery in that sentence. I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. So if he wants all of us to have a prayer language, which is the grace of God, speaking mysteries to God, praying out the will of heaven, right? But even more than that, I want you to speak out the will of heaven to the people around you. Prophecy. I want you all to prophesy. And you may all prophesy, he said, in turn. So the verbiage of 1 Corinthians 14 says that these vocal graces are ours, that they're to flow out of us for the purpose of edifying yourself to God and edifying the body of Christ. Right? You with me? All right, 1 Corinthians 4.10. As each has received a gift or a charis or a grace, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied gifts or graces. So you've all been given this grace, this gifting. Use it. As good stewards, use it. Be dispensers of grace. And we need to spend more time dispensing the vocalization of how Jesus feels towards people. Could, could I even just say it that way so we can get rid of the spookiness of this? I don't know if I have a feeling if it's God or if it's me. Can we just understand that prophecy is to edify, exhort, and comfort? And if you would speak Jesus' heart towards people, you'll be dispensing his grace to them? You may not have a, a word that is just so incredible. You know, in two, two hours, God wants you to turn left on this street and you'll see a rainbow over a hippopotamus and this and that. You know, you may not have that detail, but you might come up to someone and know Jesus' heart for them. It looks like you're struggling, but Jesus loves you and he's for you. That is a prophetic word of edification and, uh, and exhortation. A prophetic word is God's heart at the right time dispensers of grace and we've got to begin doing that folks and we've got to move as dispensers of grace so we've talked about some of the things we want to develop is to grow in the usage of these graces develop our accuracy that means training that means trying that means doing so that you get better at it oh well it's a spiritual gift i'm I, I'm not going to get better at it. Yes, you are. You're going to learn how to speak it, used to it, get used to the unction. We'll get into all this, but it has to be developed. All right? Everything God gives you, he gives you in a seed. And as a seed, you're to nurture it. You're to water it. It is to grow, and you're to sustain it. And so there is the nurturing, the developing of your accuracy, discerning God's voice and expressing God's love. We talked about a prayer language we talked about tongues or praying in the Spirit. We talked about tongues and interpretation, the gift that is given that is equal to prophecy for the corporate setting, which is different than your private prayer language. And then last week, we talked about the grace of prophecy, to edify, comfort, and exhort the body of Christ and to speak. Now, tonight, we had an example of tongues and interpretation, didn't we? And so the tongues that were given, we waited to see if someone had the interpretation. The person that had the tongue then gave the interpretation. 
didn't have to go that way, but it did go that way. And it spoke about the, the tide. God brings the tide. He moves the tide. It's a powerful force with water, raising it, lifting it. And he said that same tide can come in and cleanse you and wash you. And then we had a prophetic word to the body that said, I'm that living water, and I can direct you and take you there. So here you have a perfect example of the gifts or the graces of God's Spirit that edifies us. Did, this word, did these two words mean anything to anybody? Did it give any edification to anybody here specifically tonight? I'm just, anybody needed that word of being washed and cleansed and taken? Okay, I see a hand in the back. One per, anybody else? A few people? Okay. All right, it's a word of encouragement. It's a word of comfort. But sometimes for some people, it, it's earth-shattering. It's earth-moving. Okay, or heaven-moving, I guess, right? All right, so we've seen that example. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to go further into these vocal gifts, stewarding these graces and being dispensers of them, and we're going to get into words of knowledge and words of wisdom. These are are unctions given to us so that we will speak Jesus' heart at the right time with information to people that it will have an impact. Okay, and what we've been doing is we've been taking a lot of questions and answers and having discussion, because you have a lot of questions about this. So first of all, let me just take you to when to discern and when to know. That's the biggest question, is it? How do I know if it's God or if it's me? Right? Now, if it's God, it's got a God unction in the timing. If it's you and it's biblical... It still has value, wouldn't you say? Can you edify someone? Can you exhort someone? Can you comfort someone? Okay, so is that wrong? Now, unless you're going to start swearing at them and cursing them like a demon, I'd say that's the devil. Right? But I mean, we, we don't have to be so afraid that, I don't know if this is God, but I think God wants him to know that he loves him. Yeah, go for it. I don't think that's the devil. Just, you know what I mean? We overthink this stuff. Let it flow. Let it move. And uh, practice this. Use it. So many times people know, well, how do I know if I have a tongue to speak out in the congregation for interpretation or if I have a prophecy that I'm supposed to speak for the congregation? What will happen is when that gift is stirring in you and developing in you, it will have a weight to it. It will have a sense. As you learn to use it more, it will rise up. It will, it will move. So let me have maybe a few people, anybody that ministers in tongues interpretation or prophecy, can you describe how you learned to, to develop and know when it was God? Anybody? Just stand up and let, let's hear some testimonies and understanding of how that happened. So you're just do it. It's if you're wrong, who's gonna know but you? Nobody. You know, it's not like God's gonna come down and go, you did that wrong, 
Yeah. So what you're saying, Dean, is you actually had the opposite to where that you felt the Lord saying, don't speak. Yes. Now, when you do have the interpretation, what do you sense or feel? How did you know you're the guy that's going to speak? What happens to you? Normally, the Lord will speak to me even before the tongue comes And do you know the whole, you know the whole phrase? You know what to say? It just is there or what? The beginning. Okay. So what that takes faith, doesn't it? Yes. So grace always operates by what? Thank you. <laughs> right? You got saved by what? Faith. Through grace, right? Or saved by grace through faith. So grace always operates by faith. The gifts of the Holy Spirit always operate by faith. The, prof- the prophecy is subject to the prophet. So, so this stuff doesn't happen because all of a sudden spirit comes on you and you have no control and you must speak and you're a robot. No, 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 no. All of this happens by your participation. And so the more that you move in that, the more you will get comfortable and used to flowing. Diane, you were going to say something, and then you're going to say something. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting used to knowing what that feeling is of that. All right, this is really important because the, the word of faith, uh, I'm sorry, word of knowledge and word of wisdom is going to operate the same way. See, so many times, come on, admit this, so many times we think that these super spiritual people or people who are more spiritual than us have like a, a whole download catalog of what they're going to say and all that, and they don't. Every time, I don't care who you are, what your name is, what your ministry is, it has to activate faith, okay? And what happens is, because you continue to use it and try it and and practice, and then you see it work, and it happens, your confidence, another word for faith, increases for you to go for it, okay? <laughs> he always wants to use human being vessels. So, of course, in order for him to do that, you have to step out on faith. 
Yeah, amen. And so as believers, he all he needs everyone to minister to other people because their lives depend upon you. You have a responsibility to God to testify of the goodness of Jesus, how he is in your life. And I always say this to God at the end of when I, you know, passed through this earth and I went to him, he's going to also give me an accountability of what I did not and did not do and have the opportunity that he has landed in my life. And I never want to say to my wonderful Heavenly Father that I did not please you. Yeah, amen. Amen. There's a weight, isn't there? There's a weight of responsibility. And that's what I'm trying to encourage everybody with. Let's, let's read this Proverbs 2 concerning the words of knowledge and wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. All right, so there is wisdom stored up for you. For every situation. Uh, now, it depends on how you read this verse, okay? You can read it in a particular denominational slant and say, well, that's the Word of God, the, the Bible, and that's it. That's the complete. Or is it that God's wisdom continues to speak to His people and God is using it? Now, we can't speak something that is non-scriptural. With that, we have to have it back up by Scripture. That's the rule and order. But it can be spoken by God, and it's stored up. If God stores up wisdom, and you need wisdom, what does James say? Ask, right? Ask for wisdom. If you lack wisdom, ask, and he will find no fault in your asking. Right? And he will give it generously, because it's stored up for you. You're in a situation, you need a word of wisdom, you need knowledge and understanding, it's there. It's there. Can you imagine every situation has the wisdom and the knowledge to solve the problem? It says it's stored up for us. Wouldn't that be great if you actually believed that God had an answer for this situation instead of you figuring it out? All right, so let's go on. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. He's watching over you. He's, he's stored up sound wisdom for you, and he's watching over you. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path. There's three good paths right there. Righteousness, justice, and equity. Do you think the world needs justice today? right? We've got social movements for justice, and man, are they messed up. Somebody needs to clearly identify what is just, what is right, and what is equity. Every good path, for wisdom will come where? Wisdom will come where? Into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So when God is giving a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom, it's coming into where? Your heart, your soul, right? He's speaking into you. How do we get it out of our heart and soul to be heard? Mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. Words of wisdom and knowledge. Boy, could we use wisdom and knowledge in situations. 
I want you to begin praying for words of knowledge and words of wisdom. They're stored up for you in every situation. Begin to make that thing fluid. Begin to pray for that in every situation you're in. You see something happening at the side of the road. You're at the grocery store. You're at the bank. You're in school. You're at work. God, you've got wisdom for this situation. You've got a word of knowledge. Bring it to me. Help me understand. Okay? Now, what has to happen for you to... Uh, be aware of something is this we'll continue here is you need to learn the language of heaven we need to learn the language of heaven so what language do they speak in heaven hebrew or greek or latin (laughs) it doesn't have to be a human language language god condescends to use human language he is not limited to it God's language, when John went into heaven and saw the revelation of the throne room of God, why did there have to be so much color and emeralds and decorations and precious stones and lakes and rivers? He couldn't imagine all this, and all of it was communicating one thing. God is awesome and holy and glorious. The language of heaven is more than words. The wisdom and the knowledge of God can come in imagery. Why did God give us an imagination? We've been perverting it. We've been using it for all messed up things because the devil knows that it is powerful because your imagination can stir your emotions which can activate your will. But what if your imagination is sanctified and in your imagination you could even ask for what you can't even believe or imagine he would do according to the power at work in you? We're not imagining enough. We're not stretching enough of what God can do in any situation. So what I'm saying is the language of heaven is more than words. When we're saying we heard God say, it can be a thought, it can be an impression, it can be a smell, it can be a picture, it can be anything, and it is the, the language of heaven is speaking to you. God can stir up a memory. God can stir up a line from a movie that you saw when you were 10. Where did that come from? Right? And God will bring it in a movie clip from the same silly voice of the person that had it. Oh, that's just my imagination because that's just in the back of my memory. But you're a spirit-filled, blood-bought believer. God is activating those things in you to bring them into the light of your knowledge to use them. So we've got to start acting and moving into these realms, brothers and sisters. Amen? Therefore, we need to learn the unction. It's an old word. Everybody say unction. unction. Good. I just like the word. I, like, I think it's cool. Old, old Pentecostal term, the unction of God. What is that? The unction. The move. The feel. You said you felt the, the love of God. You were trying to share and all of a sudden you felt an unction i feel the holy spirit you said it's an unction it's it's a prompting it's a it's a wooing it's a yeah come on say it yes yes move it it's the holy spirit going come on you can do this you can say it and we're going i can't i don't i want to know i shouldn't the unction saying "Come come on come on come on come on come on i've got something brilliant to say say it Too many after-school functions. <laughs> Do you remember that? Conjunction. What is that? 
Conjunction, junction, after school. All right, so what are some of the unctions? Some of the unctions is a motivation by love. Every time you see, not every time, but most of the time when you see Jesus healing someone in in the Gospels, it says he was moved with what? Compassion. Compassion. That's the unction. So this compassion goes over you. It's an unction. You know, can we get past the thing? I don't know if it's God or not. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Why not be God? Can't we move past that? Let it be God. Okay? So you feel this love for someone. What a, begin to pray into that and begin to consider the language by which he's speaking and the sense of things. The more you get used to this, I'm a visual person, so when I'm praying for people and I hold their I don't know what to say to these people. I don't know what's going on, so I just close my eyes and I hold their hands. And all of a sudden there's images that come into my mind and I've gotten to the point where I know just say it. Because I don't know what it means. I told you the story of when I was in China and our interpreter got deathly ill and we had to go minister to the, to the students there and, and, and we had no interpreter. So all we said is, we'll pray for you. So we went like this. And they went, that was all we could say. And so we just began praying and they didn't know what we were praying and we didn't know what they needed. And as I was praying and, and ministering to them, I saw a monkey. I'm going, what the heck is that? He's a man. He's not a monkey. I don't understand. Then I let it go. Forget about it. I prayed for the next guy, and I saw this pig. I saw a pig, and I go, I don't, this is farmland. What's going on? Why am I seeing farmland? And then, man, the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, what is it? And the Holy Spirit said, the, the Chinese zodiac. The year of the pig, the year of the rat, the year of the monkey, the year of the... And it was like, oh my gosh. I break off right now in the name of Jesus, the curse of the pig, the curse of the rat, the year that they were born and how they live under the superstition of those things. It's a word of knowledge and wisdom. But it came in a picture. You know, God didn't say, all right, this is what it's going to be. I want you to pray for a monkey, and, you know, it's because of this, this is. It's faith. You've got to begin moving in the faith, begin to exercise by faith, okay? So love, compassion, zeal, even righteous anger are the things that you see that you get stirred. And somebody's got to speak up. Somebody's got to say something. Now, not in judgment, but in truth. And speak it knowing the Word of God. Amen? So we've got to get used to the unction. You move by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says all that are mine are moved in the Spirit. All right? Paul talks in Romans about that. And so you are led by the Spirit. All those who are of the Lord are led by the Spirit. You are led by the Spirit. Well, I don't remember. I don't think it happens. You are whether you're aware of it or not. You are being led by the Spirit. So how about we participate with it? Begin to learn the unctions. Begin to sense that in you. Begin to activate all aspects of who you are. Now, our sister said, we have to be holy and righteous. And it's true. The righteous prayers of a, the fervent righteous prayers, the fervent prayers of a righteous man will avail much. There's, there's a, a qualification there. You want more the more righteously you live under the Lord, there will be a a sense of power. But I've also seen people used and ministered where they've been in sin. Have you ever seen a a, a, a Christian that sinned? 
Turn to your right and turn to your left. All right, so let's stop playing games here. God uses us. God uses us. Now, he will use us in greater measure as the spirit of holiness you yield to it. You're going to hear better. You're going to this because you're not all about, oh, I'm such a wretch. I'm such a loser. And the devil's playing with your brain so much. But as you walk in that righteousness, you're going to hear clearer. But God can use you. So don't disqualify yourself. The number one reason you're not being activated and moved in gifts of wisdom and knowledge and prophecy is because you're choosing not to. Did that hurt? Let's move. Move. Make yourself available. Begin to expand the language of heaven in your understanding and begin to look for the unctions and begin to train your unbelief. Train your unbelief. This is what Scripture says. This is what God says. Desire, right? Earnestly desire. Earnestly covet these gifts. Earnestly covet these gifts. God doesn't command that you do it. He invites you to it because it always takes faith. All right? Now, words of knowledge and words of wisdom, prophetic, can start with a word, with an unction, with a thought. Happened to me Sunday. Uh, uh, I felt in worship, God wants to minister to somebody, gave me a name. That's all I got. I thought, I'm going to wait. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, I'll call it a name, and it's like, I don't know. So anyways, but in the middle of my prayer f- for offering, I was praying, and I said, and this is for, and I said the name. Never heard anything about it. That was it, and I just went for it, right? I don't know. I, I don't have a problem making a fool of myself. So just said it. Later that day, I get a text from the person. That was me. I had been praying all morning that God would call me out. God would speak to me, and I needed it. I didn't know. You, 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 so it's always going to take faith. And so you don't have to have the whole thing. What if I mess up? So what? You'll learn and you'll develop it. Some of the greatest people ministering now in words of knowledge and words of prophecy, uh, they're beginning to speak and lead a generation of people who are ready to be used in this measure of the Word of God. I'm going to play a couple clips for you, just little three-minute clips, and I want you to see. And as this person's teaching and talking to you about it, um, it, he's just as awestruck when it happens, even though he's operating in it. So I don't know if you've heard of Sean Bowles, but, but God's using him and ministering, and he's speaking to a generation of people to begin ministering words of knowledge, words of faith. We've been talking about this for over a couple years, so, so we've been practicing it on Wednesday nights too. So it's, it's nice to see it's moving throughout the body of Christ. Uh, could you play the first Sean Bowles video, and let's get audio on it? Because prophecy starts with encouragement and love, and God, I'm going to pray an impartation over you, and I believe God's going to give you for words of knowledge. And some of you are going to be like wondering, how does this work? And all of a sudden you're going to think, that woman reminds me of my Aunt Janine. Oh my gosh, is that her name? Is there something about Aunt Janine that I'm supposed to talk to her about? Um, excuse me, um, does Janine mean anything to you? That's my mom's name. How did you know that? Um, is she suffering with anything? Is she? Yeah, she needs healing. Today in my Uber car, I'm sitting there and I go, you know, like, there's an Ethiopian and I just said, God loves Ethiopia. And he's like, I'm Catholic. Are you Christian? Are you Catholic? And I said, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm Christian. I love you. This is amazing. This is going to be really awesome. Let's just see what God will do. Hmm. 
I started talking to him about his, I had his, his wife's name. What was it again? Do you guys remember? Oh, since gone. Suppose that. Suppose it was his wife's name. I had that. I can't even remember it now. <laughs> I go, is there someone named Suppose? He goes, how do you know my wife? How do you know? And I said, this is how good God is. He knows you. He knows your family. He knows who you love. You've loved your wife and your family so well, your daughter so well. You've done such a great job. You've given them 100%. God wants to give you 100% back. And he's like crying. He had to pull over the Uber. I was so tired. Like, we didn't sleep last night. My daughters don't do well on vacation. Like, they're 18 months and three years, and they were on. They were, on. They were like, woo, party, you know. <laughs> I was drunk tired. I was so tired. I was like, suppose that. I mean, it probably was better because I had no filter, you know. But if I can get a name I've never heard in my entire life, or didn't even know was a name, and I'm telling you I'm a bridge for you to run across to do greater things, that what, what you saw in my little video, what you're hearing the stories of, and what you've seen in your own past journey is baby stuff compared to what God wants to entrust us with. That he wants us to sit with people that he's been longing to meet with as if we've known them their whole life because we have revelation. What normally takes 20 friendship times happens in 10 seconds. The trust and the vulnerability happens in a minute. He wants to give you that kind of love and that kind of placement and faith. I mean, don't you want that? That sounds like the best invitation ever. Like you're gonna be like Jesus where Zacchaeus comes out and is like, how do you know me? Or Nicodemus comes out and says, you know, who told you these things? Or the Samaritan woman goes, come meet the man who told me everything about me. He said like four things. <laughs> That's how known she felt. People do that to me all the time. They're like, this guy knows everything. He's like, unsaved people, he's like a psychic. And I like laugh and go, actually I'm just a friend of God and Jesus lives in me and this is what it's like to be a Christian. They're like, that's Christianity? Yeah, you have a relationship with God and he tells you what he loves and he tells you because prop. Okay, good. Start. That's good. All right, he said a few things there that it opens up the ability to speak to someone without getting into religion. It's immediately having an encounter in Jesus without discussing the Trinity or whether they immerse or sprinkle at baptism. You know what I mean? We, get, we get, lose these things so quickly in our discussions instead of presenting Jesus. And I, I remember there was a situation um, where I want all of us, he said he's a bridge, he's moving in that so that we'll all move into this realm of where God wants to bring his Bible. You know, we had the Reformation of the 1500s to bring the word of God back into the sola scriptura, the key thing. Well, now we're in the thing where he wants to bring the Bible alive and Jesus present to people. So I want you to, to become so aware wherever you're at to pray for a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. What can I say to these people? I, wherever I go, I do that. <coughs> and I remember I was at, we were at uh, Memorial Park, um, and I went for a walk out by the water, and uh, there was a lady there, and I could see she was just like this. And I'm going, okay, she's, she's, uh, she's travailing over something. And I said, Jesus, you know, she's just, she needs a word. What do you want me to say to her? What can I say to her? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going, <laughs> Give me a word, something so awesome, so wonderful. And, I, you know, all I came up with is, uh, you know, Jesus hears your prayers. And it's like, no, that's not good enough. That's, I could come up with that. That can't be God. So I'm, you know, one of these things where you're kind of walking by him. And, 
finally was like, all right, this is ridiculous. I'll just, so I went up to her, and I said, hi. I said, I, I see you here standing by the water, and I said, you know, I was just praying for you, and I just, I just think, feel that the Lord wants you to know he hears your prayers. I didn't think it was good enough. You know what she was praying? God, do you hear my prayers? So how can we know, right? So, again, these are the things that he's talking about. An Uber driver, and he came up with a word that's like, what's that word? Again, by faith, you don't know what it means, so you ask. Uh, There's a testimony he gives where where he went up to a guy and he had some information, felt a word of knowledge, asked the guy, and the guy said, no, not at all. He goes, "Ah." all right, I missed it. You know, so what? So he's walking away, and the guy goes, well, why'd you ask? And he goes, well, I'm trying to grow in hearing from God, in the Holy Spirit, and hearing a word of knowledge, and, and giving prophetic words, and want to hear from God. He goes, I've been looking for Christians who want that. Could you teach me? Could you show me? And the guy got saved from that situation. So could it be that maybe he got it wrong just to introduce the the situation? Is God bigger than than our desires and, and answers? Do you see what I'm saying? So begin whatever it is, take the risk. That's the place that we always abandon the will, right? The step of faith. We're always talked out of it at that point. And you've got to be willing to take the risk. Yeah. And God is so profound that instead of leaning on your own understanding, just go with it as bizarre as it is, right? <clears throat> Let me play one more. Can you hear the audio out there? Could you hear it? You good? All right, let's play the other one because it's good. Uh, and uh, 
of seeing XE or white tail sensor is not exceeding 28%. Anyone go to talk about where, um, was that earlier to look at or do you see more? Okay, so remember that because look, the Lord loves us for this very reason. And he's promoting it. And there's going to be a little installment of grace and favor that's going to take it outside of the MC shop. He says there's retail space for this business. There's praise for this business. And it's going to help provide for at least three little girls. Is it three little girls and a boy? So there's three girls and a boy. And, and this is going to help provide. And the Lord said that you're, you're, you must be like, are you Matthew? So the Lord says you can name the girl, but you got stuck. What does that mean? Wait, I was like, what does green mean for other business? There's like, it's all money industries. Well, he said, he said you're the salt of the earth. You're helping the, is this also clothing someone? So this is also clothing. The Lord's saying you're, you're salting the earth, and you're literally going to be called to the influencers, especially creative influencers, to help them to have their saltiness and not lose it. And I feel like the Lord's just saying that you're onto something that you've been laboring over for a while, but he's going to give you the, the key wisdom on how to bring it to its fullness. The key wisdom, and it's not three years from now, like something's going to start happening over the next two years where you're going to see a breakthrough for what you've labored. The Lord says it's no longer plowing, but it's reaping. And I release that over you to reap because your children are going to need the resource for what they're called to. The Lord's the great, he's giving you to do on the 818 ability to produce the resource, the wealth that your children will need to come into the fullness of their life. So he blessed you. I see uh, November 11th. Is that something? Oh, it's November 10th. Okay, well, that's close. It's going to be a lot of help, isn't it? But your youngest daughter's birthday? Tara loves Kevin. He's like, that's so cute. <laughs> I just bless her, man. I bless you for a kid, man. Wisdom from the Lord. They're just going to be so amazing on the Lord. And I pray that you just bless them. Oh, bless these kids. I'm telling you, he just, the Lord sees them and knows them already. He's so proud of them and loves them so much. And, and there's one that's just a little baby. They raise all their to, I don't know, is it like a, almost a 11 year old or 10 year old? 12 year old? So you have a 12 year old baby or two. That's amazing. So the Lord, Lord bless these kids. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's, he's giving you a response. Amen. Good. All right. So the, the, the bulk of his ministry is to say he's not an anomaly. He's not just one God. It's, it's what God is speaking to him over and over is, is we're all going to be moving in this. God has called us into this level in this day to be a people who are stewards of of God's grace and God's language to people's lives, all right? So what this is is a seed for you tonight. You know, you're going to pray, I want that, Jesus, I want that, and then tomorrow you want to be able to call out, you know, polka duck or something, I don't, whatever. <laughs> it's a seed. It just starts. It's going to, you, you just take a step with this, and you try, and you listen, and you learn the move of God's Holy Spirit in your life so that we're trained to flow in the Holy Spirit. Is anybody willing to do that? Does everybody want to do that? Okay. So God wants us to pray in tongues. He wants us to pray in the Spirit. 
He wants us to uh, seek the greater gifts and to prophesy, to edify, exhort, and comfort uh, by his unction, as well as to have words of knowledge and wisdom. In these days, we're going to need it. Where there's so much deception going on and there's so much lying going on, people need clarity and they need the word of the Lord. So in a very practical way, you can start with this. And don't be afraid if it's wrong. If it's wrong, then tell them why. Oh, I'm just trying to learn to hear Jesus. That's admirable. Tell them about it. You know, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, but that's too new agey. You know, we are so willing to give the devil all the power and say, you know, oh, that, the, all that stuff is mind reading and that's all new age stuff. I don't know, the Bible I read is like the devil was defeated. Yeah, there's all that new age crazy stuff, but they're looking for an authentic Christianity because that's a counterfeit. Do you know that we have a generation of young people who want something supernatural? Like, have you been to the movies lately? They want something supernatural. They're looking for the stuff. They want an otherworldly thing, but the church won't operate in it. We've given it away. So we need to get back to the Word of God, train ourselves to be prepared in, and moving in this. Amen? Amen. Let me just finish out here with uh, some of these notes. Okay, let's read Hebrews 5. It's down here at the bottom. Um. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. Now, this is the writer of Hebrews um, writing to the Jews who by this time were supposed to have received Messiah and were to be the light to all the nations that Jesus is Messiah. But they didn't accept Messiah, Jesus. And so... Now he's saying, you guys should have been the teachers. Jesus kind of said the same thing to Nicodemus. Do you remember that? You can't see the kingdom of God unless you are born again. And he said, well, how am I supposed to go back in my mother's womb? And he goes, you being a teacher, you should know this stuff. Right? And so this is what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. By this time, Israel, these, you, you don't even know the word of God and the basic oracles. You need milk, not solid food. So what is milk? According to this portion of Scripture, what would milk of the Word be? The basic principles of the Word of God. Basic principles of the Word of God. Okay? So what then would meat be? Solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the Word of righteousness since he is a child. So if we're simply milk drinkers, if all we do is look at the basics of the Word of God, the basics of its theology, the basic principles, we are unskilled laborers, unskilled workers. Have you ever watched skilled laborers? You ever watch craftsmen, people who really know how to put something together, people who are skilled, Right? They know just what to do, what tool to use, how to go in and do it. I love that. And he's saying that if we're just a people, and this is basic Christianity, the majority of the church is going to milk churches. I don't want to put down churches, but I just have to call it out that we're serving a lot of cocoa milk, chocolate milk, and, and all the little, you know, nice little milk to a lot of people. And that's unskilled. God's looking for a skilled people. Not ashamed to rightly divide the word of God. So he goes on, he says, but solid food is for the what? 
Solid food is for the what? Mature. For those who have their powers of what? Discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So those who have their powers, their dunamos, their powers, their authorities of discernment, the power of discernment. Isn't this what we're talking about? When to speak, how to speak, right? Those who know the power of discernment. For those who have the power of discernment, what's the next word? Trained. Trained. How do we train the power of discernment? It's right there. It's in that verse. Through constant use. We're all wanting God to give us the gift, and then it'll just show up. Just show up, and it'll just pop into my head. All the, you know, I guess I don't have it because it just doesn't show up. Oh, the grace is there. Are you saved? Who's saved? Raise your hand if you're saved. Okay, the grace is there. Now, through constant use, you're being trained to discern Good from evil, good from evil, good from evil. Constant use, constant use, constant use. You're training, you're training, you're training. Let's pray. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, train me, use me to discern good from evil. Use my mouth to be a vessel of the Spirit that I may edify, exhort, and comfort the people around me. Around me. Amen. 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 Let's